0: Say this to me when I was alive.
1: My husband and I we never got a note.
0: Listening to this tape, you're one of the reasons why. This is a wild game of survival. Is Hannah telling the truth? Don't believe everything you hear. Whatever Hannah thought she saw, she lied about it on those tapes because she's a crazy drama queen who just killed herself for attention.
1: Hannah has secrets, Mrs. Baker. His secrets and what killed her. Maybe I'll never know why you did what you did. But I can not make you understand how it felt.
0: You don't know the whole story. Who knows what else do I need to know? You're just like the rest of them. But I'm not. Everyone is just so nice until they drive you to kill yourself. And sooner or later, the truth will come out. This is why. So, yeah, as you may have got from that clip, which was the, uh, the official trailer for 13 Reasons Why, which is available on Netflix, um, today's topic is about 13 Reasons Why, the TV show, uh, and I was very fortunate to have a guest with me on this show, so we're going to talk about that in the upcoming episode, um, so just as a bit of a warning for you guys, as we go through, we do try to avoid to be too graphic or anything like that, which I think we were good on. Um, But there are mentions of self-harm, rape uh, and bullying. So there are trigger warnings for you guys that may be affected by that. Um, I should also mention, um, spoiler warning, um, that we do talk about the whole season. Uh, We do talk about the ending and different plot points that happened throughout the season as well, um, including the writer's room episode, which includes the reasons why uh, and some of the filming uh, kind of topics and reasoning for some of the stuff that goes on within the episodes as well. So, uh, trigger warning and spoiler warning for this episode. Um, if you are unsure or uh, unhappy or unconfident in listening to this episode, I'd say just don't worry about it, please skip it, don't worry about listening to this episode. Um, there's plenty of other episodes that you can listen to. Um, so if you're not sure, just leave this one out, no worries. Um, for those of you that listen in, um, please make sure that you are also aware there are loads of different support networks and systems in place. Obviously, you've got um, the people that you're uh, around you, your peers, um, friends, and family as well. Um, we also, here in the UK, I'm just trying to pull up the number before I give it wrong, uh, we have the Samaritans. Um, So if at any time you feel the need uh, for a little bit of extra help, a little bit of a chat, um, you can call them. That's a free phone number, 24 hours a day. Um, And the phone number that hasn't popped up now, that's really annoying because I don't want to give it wrong, is uh, in the UK it's 116123 and in the Republic of Ireland it's 116123 as well. Uh, And you can also contact them by email, which is joe at samaritans.org. And I believe there are also um, different but similar support sites in the US, Canada and other countries around the world. Just having a quick look for... uh, There's a few different support networks available in the US... So I am, I think, going to say the best bet is possibly to have a look online and make sure you're aware of that. I do have, I think, is an American phone number. I'm not 100% sure, so I'm not going to give you that one. Um, If you are in other countries apart from the UK and Ireland, please do have a look online. Make sure you're aware of those relevant support networks. There's always going to be a phone number or an email address that you can call and contact. There are lots of people that are out there that are there to, um, support you, provide you advice, information, guidance, um, or just to listen to you. Um, so please do remember, 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 please do remember. You're not alone out there. Uh, thank you. Hello and welcome to Mike's Open Journal, uh, episode 57, as we've just found out because I had to check, <laughs> uh, Um, And today we're going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why, and I'm very fortunate again to be joined by my lovely guest.
1: Hi, my (laughs) name's Nipisa.
0: And um, I can't remember what episode we were, was it maybe about 10 episodes ago, I think we chatted before and we ran through a little bit about your story as well, which is pretty cool, so um, I'll try to put a link in the description as well so people can go back and find that one. Oh, cool. Thank you. Um, That's okay. Uh, So, yeah, so today we're going to be discussing 13 Reasons, which we've both watched in, what, the the last three or four days now. Um, Yeah. I think I watched it all over one day, and you watched it all over sort of two and a half days.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So we've we've properly blitzed it and got into it. And um, I don't know about you, but for me, um, like, the reason why... Uh, I was watching it really, was based on uh, kind of a lot of the online conversation around the programme where people were kind of airing their own views about it. Um, And while they weren't necessarily giving away a huge amount of the plot, uh, it just sounded like quite an interesting and, I guess, provoking programme to watch. Um, So that's kind of what got me into it or wanting to watch it. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I... Heard a lot about it um, online, but I didn't read too much into the comments because I wanted to make my own decision on it. Um, But I had heard like it was a lot to do around mental health and it really opened people's eyes to some of the issues, which because I have an interest in mental health, got me very intrigued. And I won't lie, I'm also a fan of the producer. um, So that was quite interesting as well, which has got me interested in it at the same time
0: oh that's cool I think oh yeah I don't know I think it's one of those like having gone through and we had a discussion before we started about like I've got a few notes and things like that and um, I've just gone back and rewatched the like the writer's episode like the one that's after the season finishes and like even within that I kind of feel like I I don't know if I've got to the stage where I'm now overthinking it um, but I was like it's almost uh, I don't know I don't uh, tell me if I've gone off on one here but I almost feel like actually now the program isn't talking about like mental health illnesses but just mental health in general um is I don't know because I it's it's a case of i don't know i don't know i I I know
1: exactly what you mean i don't
0: feel like it hones in on any one particular thing i think there's so many topics that are picked up um there's obvious um kind of cases and situations where you can see um anxiety and depression and i think um through the season as well you also see um post-traumatic stress disorder um, and there's other types of behaviour that are in there as well and I think it I don't know I think having watched it all and sort of stepped this sounds really weird because we have literally watched it the other day but having stepped back from it after a day um, <laughs> it, it does feel less focused on on mental health illnesses which I have to admit is kind of where my initial interest came from um, yes. And no, I
1: completely
0: agree with. Yeah. That. Does that? Does it, I don't know. Am I? Am I going off? No, awful?
1: no. I think I think you are. I think I think in the sense when when we talk about mental health, I guess because we have such an interest in it, yeah. we talk about it a certain way, and that way wasn't reflected in the show. Mm. Doesn't mean there isn't. It isn't a focal point there. Yeah. But I think it mainly just shows. But it doesn't show the, uh, the end of mental he- health illness, which I think we look at. Yeah. Which the yeah. recovery of, like, how to move on from it. It very much focuses on the darkness that comes through that rather than afterwards. Mm. i be th- if they did, like, a show uh, maybe, like, in 10 years down the line where we could see, like, how some of the events have triggered some of the characters. Hmm. that would be quite interesting because then, then you'd be able to see um you'd be able to see like recoveries you know like in terms of like mental health and stuff yeah and it, sort of it, things it, that you can
0: go through am I making <laughs> sense yeah I think so I think it's that um I don't know it's that idea I guess that oh if someone suffers from Um, anxiety, like there'll be a particular way and let's put all the focus on that or this is a programme about like post-traumatic stress disorder and it's exact, and I think that's kind of what I I quite, it's one of the things I do quite like about the programme now having stepped back from it a little bit yeah, yeah, is it's not like this is a mental health programme and this is about depression this person is depressed, it's just like this is someone or this is a group of people's life and this is how they're affected by it And not that it normalizes it but it kind of makes it a lot more uh i guess approachable or makes you understand that people can be affected by um things to a different degree uh and it doesn't necessarily have to mean that oh right okay now you have this or you've got that um and you can be affected by different things at different stages and Yeah, I guess the way that the program approached mental health as a, I don't know, not a topic, but in a way that it can affect people, um, I really liked. And I don't I wasn't really expecting that going in. I did think it was going to be a lot more of a focus on someone was going to be depressed or anxious or something. And that was going to be like the focus of it. Um, yeah
1: yeah i i understand and i i actually i mean i know we're talking about the good points now rather than this yeah
0: we were gonna do bad stuff first but
1: (laughs) but no that is one of the things that i liked about the show well i struggled to say the word liked because it's such it's it's very hard-hitting storylines but i could relate to a lot of the issues that were going on in different people's lives mm. and the, the thing is is it it didn't, there was no warnings in the show it was just like you know, everyday situations uh, that you might not have previously considered would trigger somebody to do this mm. and, and that it was more like, it was and I think the beauty of the show and I think it's something that I hope people take away from it is is that the fact that any little action you don't know what how it's affecting other people? Mm. Like nobody assumed the main character, um, H- uh, Hannah, um, was gonna commit suicide. Like she didn't, you know, um, through all the things that happened to her. Looking back on it and looking through it through her eyes, through the way that she the show was. You can kind of see how the little steps progressed to reaching that point, mm. but those individual points on their own, nobody would have picked up on.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I really liked with that in mind um, is, and I didn't realise this a hundred percent at the time. Again, until I rewatched that um, writers' episode, is um, earlier on in the season they show you. Um, the scene where Hannah goes back and turns in her uniform at the cinema place, um, and it's shown to you out of context, so it doesn't mean anything. Um, and then it it appears again then in the later episodes um, before um, she obviously takes her own life. And then at that yeah, stage, like it's in context and you understand what's happening. And yeah. I think, oh, it, it's that's so true. Of if you were. Um, Clay or someone else in that situation, would you really know or understand what's happening in that moment? I, I mean, yeah, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Um, but it's quite unlikely. And I thought that was...
1: Especially when you're a teenager. Yeah. Because teenagers are not self-absorbed, but they are very in their... Everyone is in their little bubble. Myself mm. included when I was that age. I think
0: like even a- even now, though, if... if uh, I don't know. It's that little small thing of... You could quite There there are little Like you say There are little clues Here and there And it's very easy to miss It's not always something But it could be yeah. um, And so that was quite nice That it kind of It made sense afterwards And it's an easy thing to miss um, But when you yeah. want to be As we'll, we're going to move on To the negative things In a minute But um, <laughs> there have been Quite a lot of negative things I've seen about the programme And I think small scenes Like that are very much Left out of the conversation Because you don't always notice them at the time. Um, and I think that does show some of the thought that's gone into the whole programme and how it's shown. Yes. Yeah. Um, it right, sense. okay, let's hit up. There's been loads of negative stuff um, <laughs> online about the programme, um, which some I agree with, some I don't. Um, for me, actually, the fact there's negative stuff about this programme highlights kind of the reason why the programme... No, was basically exist, but yeah, yeah, it has promoted conversation and discussion about self-harm, suicide, rape, bullying. Um, and if it does nothing else other than that, that's amazing. Um, it's done really, the,
1: yeah. you know, what the producers and the directors wanted it to do.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they've done it by showing anything that is, well, you can argue about the word factually, but it's not done anything that couldn't be described as untrue in any kind of particular circumstance everything that's in the program will have happened to someone somewhere at some time um maybe not all of those things together but
1: yeah just to be clear for the listeners though, it is it isn't based on the book isn't based on a true story yeah but if you watch the program or if you have already watched the program the situations that the characters are in all of them are real life events i think most of us um, at least 90 percent of us would have felt at some point in our lives mm. and I think that's why it's promoted such a big discussion yeah it hit it's hit home to quite a few people mm. and I think that's the, the the amazing thing about television in general the fact that it can provoke that sort of emotion and discussion
0: so yeah well I mean even look at the fact that um, like I've written a blog post on it. I know you're going to be writing one soon as well. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about it now. So, yeah. um, it definitely has, um, I don't know about pushed people, but encouraged people, um, to talk about something they went of in the first place. So yeah, absolutely. that's good. Okay. Right. My negative stuff. Um, which one should I go with first? Uh, okay. So again, like mine maybe are uh, again, kind of focused on that, that last um like the writer's episode but i think because that kind of ref- reflects quite a lot on the whole season yeah. um so one of the things that i'm not as keen on um is that they discuss or mention that she so hannah um didn't do everything that she could have done and kind of should have me as well and should have made like more effort and i uh, I I can accept that in terms of they obviously don't want to promote um, self-harm and that is never like the best option but it is an understandable one Um, and I think particularly in the situation and the story that they portray while we can always do more we can always do something else I felt like that kind of phrasing put the emphasis on her to do more when I didn't feel like she could have done a lot more. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like it kind of put it on her. And I was like, but she's come forward. She asked for help. She, um, like, she talks to different people. There's opportunities there. And um, while she, like anyone, could do more, I actually think there's a lot more that other people could have done around her to help her than her reaching out, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: no, I didn't like the fact that they said it that way either. I think the the probably the only the only thing that I that I wish somebody in Hannah's position would would do in a real life scenario is maybe because she had a good relationship with her parents to an extent um, is perhaps maybe be completely open with them mm. because she she I think. Throughout the show, she, there were instances where she would try and um, get get their attention, maybe. But also, uh, like when she was gonna go to uh, there's a scene, but there's a party scene, mm. and she didn't really want to go to the party, and she was looking for an excuse not to go. Um, uh, and instead of hesitating like that and, like, trying to get her parents to, to say what she wanted them to say, mm. maybe just being completely honest and mention the fact that she was struggling herself.
0: Yeah, or I think...
1: I mean, that's easier said than done, though. That
0: yeah, I think for me, the thing would be, and I guess they don't mention it because it opens up a different area to the program um, but it's reaching out to those sort of support networks that are there like Samaritans or someone like that um, because it yeah. it's understandable like you say that you're in that particular situation you try as much as you can to talk to friends and family but because they're people that know you I think it's natural that you hold back from those people yeah. um, and then in the school setting for a, a young person kind of the same as a work setting for arguably an older person there can be a natural reluctance to share there, um, and I query whether that's why they stay away from or don't mention as much any other type of support really through the program, um, yeah. because
1: also also the support yeah. varies from country to country. Yeah, um, so they wouldn't it wouldn't been as relatable. I don't think it would have had the same effect. Um, uh, they did that I into don't know. I effect. think
0: everywhere has probably got some sort of.
1: No, they do, but I think crisis like crisis
0: hotline or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, depending on how they worded it, they could have definitely touched upon it. But yeah, going to do like a particular group or something, then um, that would have been a bit tricky for them to do. I, but I yeah, Where you're coming from?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can understand why it's not included because it opens up. I think they try and keep it quite internal. Um, which arguably is how young people live. It is very much about your school life is everything. Um, And that sort of direction, I guess, moves away from that. So I can understand, again, why that's not in there. Um, And I do like that that is promoted in the last episode as well. So it's good that they mentioned that there. Um, One of the other things I didn't like, and you will get your turn, (laughs) is... um, in the, I think it's the the last season episode, um, when Hannah goes to see the counsellor, whose name I yeah. constantly forget. Um, oh, God, what is his name? It's, I don't know, like Mr. Something, which I find weird, because yeah. it should be Doctor, surely, shouldn't it? I don't know. Um, uh,
1: no, it doesn't have to be because in America. Oh, does it um, not? Because you you just need, like, um, uh, it's not the same as, like, a psychiatrist. Oh. or
0: so uh, you're just, like, an advisor sort of thing.
1: Um, you have some sort of counseling training
0: okay um,
1: and you you do have to like study counseling but it's not necessarily to the same extent as um uh, as a psychologist okay
0: okay that makes sense um,
1: yeah because cool. yeah. in, in America they actually is a lot of, every school has like a guidance counselor okay. and have, like um a pastoral care person I yeah, guess. You
0: yeah yeah from here I know what you mean cool yeah. okay Anyway, that person, um, I I don't know if this is like the first time that she's going to see him, but I kind of get the impression this is the first time either she's seen him or the first time they've sat down and spoken properly. I think that's fair to say. Um, and the first time that she comes in to talk to him about the issues and the struggles that she's having, um, I think he's... Um, the the questions are quite open um which is really cool but i feel like he kind of wants a lot of information from her the very first time they're talking which i find really strange um like i've i don't i don't know like yes i'd get that if that was like in my head like i would be asked that by like a gp but if it's like in my head what a counsellor is or like a therapist or something like that I just don't see that you would push for that much detail the first time that you're sitting down Um, I I don't know I don't know because I feel like he doesn't action it because she doesn't give him set like key or trigger words um, which you can argue whether she does it or anyway Um, but I feel like that's why he doesn't action some of the stuff and um, I just I think that's unrealistic that you would get any more than what she gives him on a first visit
1: um see, I understand why you're saying that yep um, but I would argue, um, we should probably put this game, and there might be a couple of spoilers in this podcast. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, spoilers
1: <laughs> but the the topic that she's talking about. Um, that she's trying she's she's basically trying to say that she's been raped. Yeah. Um or and I think because of now this isn't necessarily right mm. but because of the position that he's in he in in order for him to action it mm. and for that person to be um reprimanded he would need her one for her to be sure she wants to go ahead with it mm. and two she would actually as difficult as it would be and i'm not saying this is right by any means at all she would actually have to say those words so yeah. then he knew for sure
0: but wouldn't uh, i feel like she says enough for him
1: no, no, she completely does, and I think in in his mind he he knew, um, and I do think that conversation was really awkward, and I wanted to kick him a little bit because it sounded like he was putting her off.
0: Yeah, um, I just kind of, to me, I thought, okay, I understand that you need more. Say, 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 she's talking to a police officer, and they're like, we need to decide whether we're going to charge this guy or not. Um, then I get that they need her to say, I said no, or it was rape. But as a counsellor, the first time you're talking to someone, I don't understand the requirement for them to say that. I feel like she completely says enough to essentially say something, whether this is rape or not, has happened, and he should be advising or directing her to, like, some sort of support for, uh, like, a sexual assault victim or to the police or both, rather than, like, was that really rape...? Oh, and yeah. I did
1: not like the fact that he said that, or that's the way that it was perceived. Yeah. You know, he was trying to like question it and put doubts in the head.
0: Yeah. However,
1: what I would say is that uh, if he did do that, um, because of like school rules and regulations and stuff, Mm. he would probably have to also report. The rape or the assault mm. To school And before he did that He would need to um, He would need to be sure that's what happened
0: Yeah
1: And as awful as it sounds The person who raped her Was very high up in the school
0: Yeah
1: Especially in an American school setting
0: Yeah I just so That oh, would I don't
1: It's, it's frustrating And because, it's wrong.
0: Yeah I it, it's I the,
1: he dehumanises women and rape and yeah. all of but um, that that would have been in a real life situation that is what would happen
0: yeah like I don't think it doesn't to me it doesn't matter his role um, but it does matter in terms of like you say if you report uh, like a rape or a sexual assault it is definitely going to affect that person that you're accusing um, yeah. so there are repercussions for that One of the other things that I dislike um, about the programme, which really feeds off at this point, is that a couple of times, um, and again, feeding back to that writer's episode, they mention discussion about consent um, and sexual violence, which is a really weird thing for me because I think that's a great thing to talk about and a great um, point, especially for young people, to hear and encourage discussion around. However, there are... Uh, spoilers there's two <laughs> there are two scenes in this season that deal with a sexual assault um, and I've I've seen documentaries and I understand discussion that goes on around consent and I understand the idea that oh we're both drunk one person's drunk and someone's not sure that the other person didn't say no blah 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 however to me these are two very clear-cut rape scenes this isn't I don't think a discussion or about consent I don't think it touches on that at all I think they're both clearly rapes and I think uh, in both occasions the people that are involved in that know that it's rape Um, obviously Jessica deals with it in a very different way but I think at the time um, I, I don't think there's any Um, I I don't think there's any confusion that this is like, oh, they said yes, and then they changed their mind or whatever. I don't think it really deals with consent at all.
1: I think the reason that consent came up, especially in the writer's um, episode, is because in those situations, um, it is, and this this is really awful, but it, it does happen. It's a very, he said, she said situation. Yeah. Which is why um, the the conversation about consent came about. Because um, for both men and women, mm. you know what actually counts as consent and what doesn't count as consent. In the show, both scenes, without a doubt in my mind, were scenes of rape. Yeah. Um, and I think in a majority of people's minds, it will be... Uh, Rape, right. it, it will be seen as rape, hmm. but if that was there was nobody else present apart from in
0: just yeah. Case. I just uh, do, do you
1: know where I'm coming from? I do, I just and I, and I understand and that's I, why the conversation was um, that's why the, there was a conversation about consent, so that to make people aware that there, there does need to be conversation about consent in
0: education i think to, to me if if um in jessica's scene if um if justin had kind of carried on um the kind of the sexual relationship or activity with her while he was in there i think that would have been about consent um because she was clearly um like very very drunk and and a lot more drunk than he was. I would have still said that would have been rape. Oh, yeah, it's still rape. But I think that then would have been about consent because it would have been about... He could have said, well, she said yes originally. We were kissing. We went into the bedroom. Um, we were both drunk and we had sex. So, to me, that would promote a conversation about consent. However, that's not what happens. They decide that they're not going to have sex... He leaves and then his friend comes in who isn't in a relationship with her and who clearly rapes her. So I don't... That To me, then, that isn't... You don't
1: have to be in a relationship to have consent. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's true. And there wouldn't have been anything stopping that person... Yeah. ...from saying that she kissed him, she let him on, and then she just... Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess.
1: I, I I, I know that Justin probably would have known the truth. Yeah. Because he would have known the state Jessica yeah. was and if you were strong enough yeah. and if have that tie to um the character who raped Jessica mm.
0: um
1: he he would have been able to speak out in court and that type of thing. Yeah. But if somebody else who walks in on them found out what was happening or something, um he would have been able to twist it around. Mm. Um and stuff there and there would have been nobody to really deny that. And the same for when that person raped Hannah. Yeah. There was nobody else in that area. So there's nothing stopping him from saying that she she tried it on with me. She was, you know
0: I suppose was, in my mind I mean, the difference yeah. The difference is like not what they make up in terms of making it into something about consent, it's the actual scene itself. Like it wouldn't have been difficult to have. It changes the story completely, obviously. But like I say, like if Justin carried on with Jess, then that is a to me that and that's. I do oh, so you know I, mean
1: you think they should have opened the? You should. They should have opened up the. Conversation I think consent. they
0: could have. Um, it wouldn't have fitted in in terms of the like the whole season. Well, yeah. Um, so I understand it not happening from that point, but it just seemed a little bit strange that they kind. It felt like they implied that they'd really dealt with consent. When I was like, "That's cool. You can talk about that. That's awesome." But I don't really feel like that actually fitted in because I don't feel like there were any issues that were about consent. They were just pure rape. Um, yeah so I didn't quite get you know that, but yeah, mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. um yeah, that's the main issues, that's the main negative things that I had of it. what did yeah. you have anything that was different to me?
1: Actually no, um, I felt a little bit uneasy watching the last episode, okay, um certain areas of it, which i I think you might have done as well, yeah, I yeah.
0: I found... It's
1: not necessarily a, a bad point because I think it was needed or I think it mm. kind of... I understand why it happened, so yeah. it's not a bad point. It's just a, an, an easy point. Um, yes. It's something that would stop me from and recommending I, a programme to certain people, maybe.
0: Totally, and that's why, for me, I wouldn't recommend watching this programme However, I would love to talk to people that have watched it because for me, like it was triggering, but I knew it was going to be triggering and I watched it, not regardless of that fact, but I watched it knowing that fact. Um, And again, like we spoke before we started, I personally didn't find the scenes um, like, uh, what do you call, like horror movie shocking in terms of it wasn't jumpy. Like you knew the scenes were coming. You knew, um, the, the kind of things that were going to happen. You didn't know. I, it was a, it was a bit more graphic than I was expecting. Um,
1: it was very much more graphic than I was expecting the end, the end episode, especially. Yeah.
0: I, I thought it was, I, I, I feel like I was a bit more prepped for it because I felt it was going to go in that way that it was such a big point. Of the programme That they wouldn't cut away from it Um, And I think you're This sounds so weird to say You're eased into that With the rape scene um, Of Hannah in the pool Where Yeah um, It's it's a very dark show There's no light I think they step it up gradually So you have um, Hannah's rape scene I feel is a lot more graphic Than Jess's rape scene And then obviously The suicide is more graphic Than the second rape Um, So I feel like they try to not ease you into it, but they they try not to shock you at any stage with how the episodes are going so that you're aware beforehand. Um, And although they do give the warnings at the start of the episodes, I do find it a bit... I don't know about concerning, but I have an issue with... Given the 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 Those
1: um, lines at the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. The given the subject matter and the people I feel I don't know if they're trying to attract us as viewers, but they know that we're gonna watch it, is there should have been some kind of like um You know, like um, when you watch, if you watch football or rugby or something like that, and you're coming up to um, a break, there's usually some sort of like runner in the corner. I think they do this with soaps as well. You get like a runner in the corner to say it's about to be an advert. It's really discreet and it's in the corner. Why they couldn't have had a small runner or a beep or something. Um, so it doesn't break up the episode. It doesn't disrupt the viewing for people that want to view it. But it is a small warner for those people that maybe are like, I really want to watch this um, show, but I, I just... I'm not prepared to watch that. Um, could then look away or turn off at that point. Um,
1: yeah. No, I, I completely understand. And to, I know this is going to be full of spoilers, but the scene that we're talking about in particular, when we talk about it, was the scene... Um, where Hannah commits suicide mm. and I think up until that episode I the thing that troubles me the thing that I realised afterwards was a couple of days before that I was talking to somebody about watching the show yep. and that person isn't going through the best times and they're actually going uh, with, and I realised that after watching that final episode, because of how graphic it was,
0: mm.
1: I wouldn't want them to see that episode because it goes into very, very. It goes into quite a detail without saying a lot of words. Yeah, um, and if somebody isn't in the right headspace, mm. it, I, I would feel uncomfortable recommending the program.
0: Mm.
1: But. I do understand the why it was made. Yeah. And I I appreciate the fact that it was made. Um so it's it was, it's rather a hard situation. Never been in that sort of situation with the TV programme before.
0: I know, where you and I think it's also recognising again, like you come back to like what is the point like this isn't a soap, it's a program. Like and I do feel like this is while well, it is there like any program to in brackets entertain i think this is about um the uh, trying to raise a topic to raise awareness to promote discussion um yeah. and i think if that is your aim to do that you don't actually have to have everyone watch it um people can know the general points of the program like okay this program deals with um sexual assault it deals with bullying and it deals with suicide that could be enough for people to talk about it and maybe why they don't want to watch it or why they feel like they can't um even without actually watching it so the program itself can still promote those conversations even within the people that that aren't viewing um and so I kind of think that's okay um it doesn't have to be for everyone and I kind of feel like they actually I don't know they acknowledge and welcome the fact that not everyone is going to watch it and feel comfortable watching it and I kind of feel like when else have you ever seen that like when does anyone ever say oh like this is a uh, an action film but if you don't like guns you're not going to like this program whereas I feel like they do kind of say like this is what the program's about and it is going to be really hard to watch if you don't feel like you're able to or you don't want to then that's okay um I don't know if that's just how I've interpreted it or how the show actually is I'm not sure
1: that's interesting I will be honest I don't I don't think they they don't shy away from the fact that it's hard-hitting to watch and I think when you watch them do interviews when you've seen them talk about it yeah I
0: think
1: they are very open with the fact that it is very hard-hitting hmm. um and that's the whole reason that it was made. That's the whole reason that it was commissioned, um, because it was actually um, produced by Selena Gomez. Yes. Um, who went to went through her own mental health struggles, um, which I'm sure people would be able to read about. And I think that's what spurred her on to push for the show to be made.
0: Well, uh, originally, because I saw online, so originally this was going to be obviously adapted from the book, was going to be made into a film. Um, yeah. and she had I don't know if she'd been casted or whatever, but she'd I guess been casted as the as Hannah. Um, and then I don't know if it was decided or if Netflix came in, I'm not really sure. She pitched s- it Netflix, did she? Well, yeah. she I, I, I'm not quite sure how it changed from being a film. To a TV series, like I'm so glad it was because I don't feel like it would have been as good, as powerful, um, as a movie. I really struggled to see how you can agreed tell this story um, in an hour and a half. Um, To think that how that could have been told in an episode and a half, essentially, Um, I. I, yeah. No,
1: I don't. I don't think that either. I know I completely agree with you. I hundred percent agree with that. I don't think it would the film as a film would have done it justice. And I think so, I think whoever, um, I think both Selena and whoever was originally involved in the movie mm. kind of saw that, and that's why it ended up yeah maybe yeah becoming a movie documentary.
0: Mm. And i'm glad as well on that point that i didn't feel like i knew anyone in the cast whereas i would have known selena gomez or recognized her so it was quite nice um with this show i guess with any show but with this show to really pick up on like those characters are just those characters i don't have any preconceived like um roles names character traits for those people because i don't know them
1: yeah no definitely uh, although saying that, like, I am actually on IMB, IMDb at the moment. Yep. The character who plays Bryce, who arguably is my least favourite character of the show, Yep. has actually been in some pretty amazing TV shows. Okay. Like, big TV shows. But I haven't seen them.
0: What's he been in?
1: He's been in um, Awkward?
0: Don't know. He's
1: been in, in iZombie. Don't
0: CSI know. CSI Cyber. Oh, I know CSI Cyber.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was, um, he was in one episode of that. He was in The oh. main Project.
0: Okay, I don't know. He was know. in um, NCIS. Oh, like NCIS. No, don't know who he was in that.
1: He oh, was he's in, been
0: in he, He's been in stuff. Jeez, okay.
1: But he's, been in like, but he's been in like two or three episodes of each of them.
0: Um, um I thought Hannah Whoever played Hannah looked familiar, but not enough for me to think she was anyone. She wasn't anything that I've noticed. I had a funny feeling she looked like somebody else rather than she was somebody, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Cool. Okay, I think so. Have we moved on to good stuff now? Yes, we have. (laughs) Okay. um, What kind of fits into. Uh, so I've got a couple of things I guess picking I'm trying to think of What ties in at all um, Not really any of them You've uh, touched on quite a lot To be fair um, So One of the things I I really like Is that um, I feel like And again this maybe comes from The writer's episode a bit more Is that there's A little bit of an emphasis On like Hannah fails Because um, Hannah takes her own life However as a viewer, I really watched it thinking, uh, again, I understand why, but it was... Clay had so many chances to reach out um, and... Um, do you Yes. There were so many times when... Like, it, it was maybe more of a... It's that crossover Did between, like, a dating thing and a friend thing. But I felt like there were so many times when he could have just, like... Um, touched her held her spoken to her um and it falls into that like we can always do more that's completely okay but I felt like they made a point of showing quite a few times where he could have done something and didn't and maybe I guess that feeds into one of the reasons why he's on the tapes when there's no one particular thing that he does whereas a lot of the other people although there's a few things there's generally one big point as to why they have a tape
1: I thought he was on the tape so that she, he could un, he could understand what had happened
0: I don't um, understand yeah. that
1: it was it was sort of it was Hannah's way of saying like it was she was his mistake not he was
0: her mis- not Yeah. No. Yeah. I, th- yeah. Mm. I felt like it wasn't like she wasn't blaming him or saying like no, he was a anything. negative thing, but I felt, as again, as the viewer in my role, I felt like there were a number of times when he could have done more, um, and particularly when... Um, I can't think which scene it is, but there's one where they're sat in the sports hall, like in the bleachers, and the, um, like, the taller basketball guy says, like, oh, if any one thing had happened differently, like, we wouldn't be here. Um, And of all of them, I felt like Clay had, although he hadn't really done anything wrong, he had the most chances to reach out. Um, And I thought that was actually a really nice thing to show because I think one of the main points for me about the program um is about reaching out and about like sending that text or giving that person a hug or saying how are you and the thing that I took away where well, there were so many times when he could have done something that I understand like we get nervous we get anxious we doubt ourselves um but just like just one time could have made a difference um and so I really appreciated that in a positive way of like um Do reach out, do ask, rather than, like, a blamey way, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, completely. And that is something that I took away from the show, not just in the instance of Clay, but in terms of, like, with all the other characters. Mm. Because apart from Bryce, I actually um, felt for them all. And I think... I don't think any of them particularly were harmful like bad people
0: Mm.
1: which i think is was intentional which i think why bryce was the person who did what he did yeah rather than any of the other characters because i think that is something that they wanted to hone in on Mm. i mean as soon as i finished watching the show i was like i was i was really emotional after i watched the show i actually like just texted people like my friends and stuff just to say that you know Um, that I love them,
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I wrote a letter to my sister.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And that's what... And it it really honed in on the fact that you don't know everybody's story 100%, you don't Mm. know what's going on in their lives, Mm. and any little action could have a consequence. Yeah. Which sounds quite... Harsh, and I um, and I don't mean that people are necessarily horrible on purpose, or you know, well, you know, if something happens and that's it, that person's going to be triggered. Mm. But, um, it's just to be more weary of your surroundings and trying to like assess the situation and basically just think before you speak. But as teenagers, you don't really tend to do.
0: Mm. But I think. Um... Like, uh, maybe not necessarily consequence, but it's just a natural reaction. Like, everything you do will have some sort of reaction, I guess, so...
1: Everything has a on effect, yeah. but to what extent is, um like, every, every action does come with a form of mm. a reaction, whether yeah. that's a positive one or a bad one.
0: You've just okay. got to watch... Aston Kutcher's best film, Butterfly Effect, to know that. <laughs>
1: I've never seen the Butterfly Effect.
0: Oh, I I really like it in terms of the thought process that it provokes, but it's horrifically acted. But it's a good <laughs> it, it's a good story. Um I have realised, like <laughs> after all of that, it doesn't promote consent. There is there is one scene that I guess does pick that up, which is where um hannah and clay are in the bedroom just before jess is seen
1: yeah
0: um and hannah changes her mind um so you have the initial um he actually stops and asks her like are you happy i can't remember the phrasing but like are you happy to carry on or is this okay or something like that and she's like yes so that's good because that's like the consent that's like getting the kind of the question or checking that it's okay in there um and then also raises the fact that just because she said yes that doesn't mean she can't change her mind or say no well not necessarily her but anyone um could change their mind and say no like even after you've said yes so after spending about six or seven minutes saying they don't talk about it at all it is in that scene yeah (laughs) they do it's it's done in a different yeah it is in there actually yeah oh damn it argue against myself um (laughs) But yeah, I guess it is in there. Um, And I think that is, that's quite an important thing to have as well. Um, Oh, there's so much that, I guess because you don't watch it in order, um, like there's so much that happens within what is probably the equivalent to 10 minutes, um, where you have like that consent scene that goes on to a sexual violence scene, but also has... Um, like, another topic that I think is really important, which is, like, the bystander. Um, So, where you have...
1: There's a lot of bystander.
0: Yeah. And I I like the... I like Sam's weird. We've said this. It's so weird. Um, I like that it's actually in there um, with a couple of different things. So, it's here with um, this sexual violence scene, but it's also throughout the programme, particularly around... um, bullying um which comes up with um bullying like in the class um verbal physical um slut shaming um cyber bullying like there's so much going on there and throughout it all like it's oh it sounds weird it's a good visual um with the sexual assault and hannah being in the cupboard and watching that happen whereas that's quite i feel like people will say oh like why didn't she come out? Why didn't she do something? And they maybe wouldn't say, oh, like that guy with the camera is getting bullied or um, like the other bullying scenes that are in there and say, oh, why didn't someone else come and step forward and stop that? When that's, okay, it's not the same, but it's a similar situation where someone's seeing what's going on and not stopping that. Yeah. Um, So I, I do like that they bring up that role of a bystander because... Um, Again it's that thing Like you can underplay Like we all do it We all think Someone else will report that Someone else will help that person Or maybe that's not that bad Um, And it is about Getting people to Like we said It's about starting the conversation But it's also about Empowering people to step up And say I don't think that's right I think um, That shouldn't happen Or Checking that someone's okay And Doing a lot more than we do
1: Yeah Yeah and I think as an adult, you can kind of you have enough. I don't want to say life experience because everybody has different levels of life experience, regardless mm. of how old you are, really.
0: Yeah.
1: I um, but I think as as a person who's in a school where you're you're surrounded by a concentrated amount of people constantly, day in and day out, I think it really highlighted. The society that we're in today
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because i know like in, it, it touches on things like bullying and things like that which happened to me when i was in school but i was lucky enough that i wasn't really i mean i'm a bit older like i didn't have twitter the facebook wasn't even around
0: mm-hmm.
1: until i like was leaving high school and i didn't get it myself until i was in college yeah so,
0: we get it's that idea i guess that the bullying doesn't stop i've heard this a few times now for different programs and different kind of discussions that um with cyberbullying, it means that like the bullying doesn't stop in the playground it doesn't stop in the classroom um and it it can it kind of prevents people potentially really having a safe space you can't get away like You've always got a phone, a tablet, a computer, whatever. That's what,
1: that's what I was going to say. Yeah, it completely... Like, I was able... lucky enough, I was able to, like, go home to my mm. parents and kind of, like, forget about it. And, uh, you know, like, I would be able to surround by other people who were... You know, I, I could see the light, so to speak. Mm. I know for my sister, who is a bit younger, and she went to school... Like, she's in college where there's, like, all the social media and things like that. It's a lot more difficult for her to switch off for things that. It's very, you know, things like that, things like the picture, um, that, that the incident that happened in uh, the first episode. That does happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it, in schools these days, and it's horrible. Um, uh, and it's very easy, it's very hard to uh it it takes a lot of courage for people to speak out about it rather than in um if it was a setting if it was a situation that didn't happen in a school it happened um in a, in a less secluded area. Mm. Am I making any sense?
0: Uh, yeah, I I kind of get you. I think it's sometimes I think we do get a bit uh, I don't know. I mean, we've said it or touched on it a couple of times, where we're like, "Oh, it's when it's younger people and this sort of thing." And they, I, um, I don't know if it's because it's, you get a bit caught up with the whole American thing of casting like twenty-year-olds as ten-year-olds and thirty-year-olds as twenty-year-olds, and um, I don't know. I feel like while I understand that idea that we have like as young people your world is smaller um when you're at school like school is your life and especially like you've said like now where you can't get away from that um like you go home but you're still um in contact discussing or or potentially being tormented by people from school that becomes your world even more than it was before um And there's conversations about how, like, a a young person's mind isn't fully developed and stuff like that. Um, I think we kind of ignore the fact, and again, I don't know if I'm overthinking this, um, that if you are 15, um, and arguably, let's say, for most of us, we're probably not going to remember much from before we're, what, seven or eight at the age of 15. Your life is about seven years. So, like, a month is a huge proportion or ratio of your life, whereas when you're 25, 30, 40, 50, 60, a month is a much smaller percent or ratio of your life. Um, And if you think of it from that point of view, you understand a little bit more why arguably smaller things um, or... Um, environmental things actually make so much more difference or impact on younger people. Does that make any sense?
1: Yes, no, and I think...
0: And it's, I think that's the one thing that's not always thought about.
1: Yeah, and I think we can fall into the trap that um, younger people's voices, because there's this preconceived notion that their minds aren't fully developed, Mm. that their opinions of things aren't valid, and that's completely wrong Mm. they are valid and their concerns are genuine concerns and their concerns to them which is why these issues arrive and which is why Hannah did what she did Mm. Um, you know because it got to that point where it was a lot for her Mm. Um, and I think not maybe not myself and you in particular But older, like when we're out of that school setting, Mm. can be very um, easy to be dismissive.
0: Yeah.
1: And and say, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. Like, you know, there's, you know, like kind of kid it off in a way
0: Mm.
1: and shrug it off. And that isn't the way to deal with it.
0: Yeah. I think it's again I think it's being open like anything it's being open to discussing it and understanding that people will will have different views and that's okay because even like sat here now like we could argue back and forth about um how like that last point like um so I damn it it's already gone out of my mind <laughs> um like I could say okay so you're uh, a young person so what you think Um, or what you think is less valid because you don't understand this thing that I know. Um, Like, I'm older, I've experienced more things. Um, So your opinion or your thought is less valid than mine. Um, But then on the other side, you could say, well, yeah, but actually, like, what are we talking about? We're talking about something that I am affected by right now um, and that you're not. So actually, I'm more informed about it. Um, because we're talking about this particular situation of which, like, I'm part of or I'm closer to, so you, as a in brackets adult, um, are going to know less about this particular situation because you're you're not part of this group. You don't know how we interact with each other. You don't know what the problem is. Um, so you can all, I think, you can always argue to and forth, but it's having that discussion in the first place, um, and that's what I both like and dislike about the things that I've read and seen about the show where I love um, that people have different views on how the uh, show portrays certain things or how it's been produced. Um, And I think it's about kind of discussing that and understanding people's different viewpoints and how people interpret things. um, And that's great. Um, What I dislike is when someone kind of feels like their view is the correct view or that there is a correct view Um, like you could think something that is completely against what. let's say I'll give you something really horrible (laughs) let's say that you think one of those sexual violence scenes isn't rape Um, notice I've given you that responsibility and not me (laughs) Um, (laughs) is that like I could um I could appreciate that you think that and I, I would want to know like kind of how you've come to that decision why you think that and we could talk about that um and I would still think like my view is the view that I have and I feel surprised that you don't share my view however I can still respect that your view is the view that you have maybe you have a different type of upbringing a different culture that means that you think a different way to me um and I think that's why we get into so many, like, hassles where we're, that I view that I think, it, I think this, and I'm correct, so because you think something different, you're wrong. Um, and I, I just disagree with that so much, which I know is disagreeing in part anyway, but I think it's just being able to have that discussion about it, like, you don't, you learn a lot more from losing Um, like in sport and life I guess than you do from winning so for me it is about like recognizing if someone else thinks something different to you there's something to be learned there maybe you maybe there's a reason why one of you thinks something else and maybe by talking to them it's not going to change your view at all but you are enriched and you are more learned because you've had that experience of discussing that with the other person Um, whereas if we all think the same and do the same there's never any progress, there's never any learning, um, There, there's there just no purpose. Um, so I do kind of feel like it's a real shame when you see people being very negative about anyone having a different view to themselves, um, particularly when we're talking about uh, a programme that is essentially about everyone being different um, and... One of the things that I do like is that we have, um, even within the season, there are different, rea- different reactions to um, rape. There are different reactions to bullying and there are different reactions to um, suicide as well. Um, and I think, again, it's that promotion of discussion and not saying, right, OK, if someone is raped, their reaction is this if someone um, is upset their reaction is this Um, and that's one of the things I like about it is it kind of encourages that and recognizes that we are all different
1: yeah no definitely and I think that's the beauty of the show the Mm. fact that it does um, it it doesn't normalize the behavior but it does kind of it doesn't trivialise it, but it doesn't make.
0: It's the wording is so confusing. Isn't it yeah.
1: it it's, it puts everyday situations into perspective. Mm. I think, and it is it teaches you to be a more patient person. Mm. Um, and it's like you said, it's about understanding that people have different opinions to yourself. Different ways of dealing with things, and that's okay. Mm. Um, And it's about trying to figure out the best way to work through them.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: because I mean, I think they each one of the characters dealt with their role in Hannah's suicide um, very differently.
0: mm. Yeah, and I think you see that through, like, obviously the slight focus on different characters in the different episodes but even um, like I say so you have arguably although there's a lot of other things that feed into it you have um, uh, Jess as a victim of rape develops um, like uh, a drinking problem and then you could argue um, that uh, Hannah's rape leads to or feeds into her decision um, to end her own life. Um, you've got the different outcomes from bullying just throughout the show. Um, and then again, arguably with the the suicides as well, you have um, Hannah who decides, obviously, where the scene is quite graphic, um, she decides to have or take the action that she does. Um, And then you have um, Alex uh, shoots himself in the last episode as well. Um, And I think you also have hints at um, you have Justin walking away with a loaded weapon as well at the end of one of the episodes, which in my mind is indicating that that is a possibility that he could be Um, going to end his own life and you also have um, a lot of stuff going on or again kind of indicated or hinted at with the the counsellor as well um, with financial troubles and um, like the concerns that are going on there obviously around his job Uh, and I just I think that's one of the it although it feels a little bit tacked on at the end, it does recognise that this isn't... Yeah, it generally is like kind of Hannah or Hannah and Clay's story, but actually shows the different effects of those other characters as well. They don't all act in the same way or it's not that one person is kind of held up as the, this is the one that matters and this is what happens. There are, like we said, people react differently um, and they do quite well, I think, to integrate that into what is essentially only a... Uh, 12 13 episode season
1: yeah no I completely I completely agree with that and I think um, like Alex is a very clear example I think of somebody who wanted who had the, all the signs were there hmm. but they were all individual and yeah. they were all scattered amongst other storylines in different episodes um, before it culminated in the final one. And I think, again, that hones in on the message that you don't know what's going on in people's minds, like, from the write-off, no matter how well you think you know them. Hmm. You don't know what they're struggling with. um, You don't know how they're struggling. The other other characters in the show just thought that... um, he was struggling um, because of everything that was going on, which he was, but I don't think they they thought they were all struggling on the same
0: length.
1: Mm. And he obviously um, was struggling with it. I don't want to say harder because I think it was hard for all of them. Mm. They expressed it differently. They all self-harm themselves in some way or form. Mm. If, when um, you think about it um, in terms of like what actually like i don't mean like setting the risk but i mean like do you, do you know what i mean i they know yeah that there are other ways you harm yourself yeah and, and I think, they all did that to an extent
0: and we um, see that with um like with jess with her drinking problem again it's a very visual thing um and with alex who you could argue has a form of self-harm or attempted suicide when he sort of falls slash jumps into good. the pool yeah. um yes. as well and but again, saw
1: that,
0: yeah but what and it's that thing of there's a i guess like the isolation while you're around people like yeah. if you consider that uh, an attempted suicide or a form of self-harm is he does actually do that within view and while he's around other people um and yet, even then, it's not recognised as anything that is a problem. Um, and you can argue as to whether those characters would care or not, but at the end of the day, he does it in front of people. Um, and I think that's quite an interesting, I I, I suppose, thought process there that um, you can be around people and still be alone, or you can show signs and they can still not be noticed. So um, I think there's a lot of stuff extra I don't know if it's you read into it because you want to read into it or you're meant to read into it I don't know Um,
1: no no I think in 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 the particular case of Alex and uh, I completely agree Um, I think I think in that instance they wouldn't the way that it happened they might have just assumed that he unless you were studying him closely Hmm. you wouldn't have seen the way that it happened. You would have seen. Again, spoiler.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think we've spoiled it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. You would have seen somebody um, just jump into a pool from the side of your eye, rather than the way he actually did it. Mm. Uh, it's only if you would be watching him, you would have realised how long he was underwater for, and maybe his position when he did like how he how he jumped. Mm. But I think the because the people that he was with were also involved in the the uh, the storyline, like for their own reasons. Yeah, um, they were kind of focused on that.
0: No, I think you're right. I think for me, it was just on top of the scene itself. It was quite uh, uh, an interesting metaphor. I think for of um, being around people, or the signs being visible on top of the scene itself. Um, yeah, I think I saw it in a different light as well. Um, Explain. So, obviously, like you've got the actual scene where he's falling in, and there are people around him, and um, like they've got other stuff going on, or they're drunk, or they're messing around with each other, and so they don't see it, but. Um, like in terms of the, the the like the metaphor of he um, he is around people um, and he is forget the scene just he's around people he is visible to people um, he is interacting and communicating with people like a few seconds before um, and yet in the moment that he takes action to harm himself in some way Um, while those people are still around him he feels um, isolated great
1: useful word by the way
0: (laughs) and um unhappy Uh, and yet he takes that negative action and their non-response isn't through not caring in my metaphor it's through they don't pick up on the cues that are there, they yeah, don't see exactly. him step away from the group they don't see him essentially self-harm um, even no. though he's around them, so it's almost like the meaning of the scene rather than the scene
1: yep, it's the underlying it ties in with the theme of the show which yeah. is never know what is going on in somebody's mind how somebody is feeling yeah. and to always have that in the back of your mind when you're speaking to
0: somebody mm. um which you, know, you can it, never have all the time but again it's that idea that we I just think it think- comes
1: as practice isn't it i think mm. um i think we we're all we've all done it i think we've all been yeah. self-absorbed at some point in our lives um uh And I think that's part of being a human. It's part of human nature sometimes that we can be so wrapped up in our own world Mm. that we don't always see the bigger picture. But in saying that, I think what this show does is allows us to be more conscious of that. Mm. And so the way to progress and things to take from that show would be to um, just have a little bit more thought process um, behind our actions mm. which is arguably something that we can get taught when we're younger but we kind of lose as we get older and as we reach our teenage years and things like that
0: mm. um are there any positive things that you want to discuss that we haven't discussed already
1: I think we covered a lot, actually. Cool. Um, I,
0: I've, like, literally got, like, two... I've got three other points. Go for it. They're not necessarily all positive ones, but they're just, like, three points that would be interesting to chat about. Yeah, go for um, it. So, the one that we've not discussed hugely, and I don't really have loads to point at, but we've mentioned it, is the, like, the slut shaming that happens through the show. Um yes. And just the way... Oh, stereotypically um, that girls are treated differently to boys um, and again I think it's interesting in this show that uh, like boys can be affected by this as well but I think in the way that the show is quite accurate in the depictions that will have affected certain people that this does affect girls more than boys um, yeah. and I, 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 again, feels weird to say like, I really like where the programme starts off with one of the big trigger points is essentially an innocent picture of one person coming down a slide and then that being sent around and that leading into like, oh, they kissed or they had sex or, um, she did whatever to him. And it's just a picture of a girl coming down a slide and the... I struggle to see how a picture of a guy coming down a slide would, would ever happen. be taken in the same way.
1: It wouldn't. He'd probably be cheered
0: for. I don't. Nothing would happen. It wouldn't even get yeah. to that because it's not like it's not like a picture of them having sex. It is a picture of her coming down a slide. If it was a picture of yeah. a guy coming down a slide, that I, I just don't. Th- nothing is happening from that. It, it isn't. Enough. It isn't anything. Yeah. um but because it's a girl and because she happens to be wearing a skirt like that then is something that turns into a form of like you can bullying harassment stalking like privacy issues yeah no,
1: definitely um,
0: and for me like yeah you can get into like oh if it was a boy he'd be a player blah 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 it's not even that it's not it wouldn't be a non-issue
1: it would be yeah it would be a completely non-issue
0: um, and I think
1: that, 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 that is the sad reality
0: of yeah, it. Yeah. And I think that feeds into, it doesn't even get to that. Obviously it then progresses on, but it doesn't even get to the stage where like you say, it can be, oh, that guy is like, oh, he's a player or he slept with so many girls. Oh, that's so cool. But if she slept with someone, then she's a slut. And how quickly it moves from, um, oh, I did this training thing, um, a little while ago. And it was about like the language that we use, And, um, I think that one of the things that we picked up on, like the psychology of like all of the slang words for like male genitalia are like not necessarily positive, but they're like, um, it's described as a weapon or a positive thing. Whereas generally the words, yeah, generally the words that are used to describe like female genitalia are like negative or, um, like non-positive like I've overly simplified that but um and even just like just down to the language that we use like both males and females um is seen in that way and it's somehow like a male's sexuality is something to be praised and then a female's is something to be like mocked or like viewed in a negative way um like, oh, she's frigid or a virgin or whatever or she's a slag. There's no, like, there seems to be very little middle ground or not even middle ground, just like positive reinforcement of female sexuality. I don't know. No, Um,
1: no, you're you're completely right and I 100% agree and I actually despise using the words slut and other... Words like that Mm. because to me, it is whether you're a boy or a girl. By the way, it doesn't matter to me how many people a person slept with. Mm. If you're a nice person to me,
0: yeah,
1: I'll be a nice person back to you. Mm. It shouldn't, whoever you slept with, should not have an effect on your character, yeah, it should not give have allow people the preconcepted notion of. Um, your character, basically, mm. um, and that's not just those, not just those words. Like even words like geek or nerd, I hate those words as well because it doesn't, it shouldn't be a negative thing, and it, sh- it should be such a non-issue. Like I have, like it. a thing is, that it's not, and it's something that girls, in particular. um uh, struggle with
0: a lot mm. growing up I think because in my mind when I think about like this as a topic I think you see the negative side of like the only negative time I can really see for like a guy is like the the like the negative side that is put on being a virgin um I think you get that and then I kind of feel like once you're past not once you're past, but once you've had sex, then there isn't like a... I don't don't know. I don't feel like there is a negative thing. I guess in terms of like, oh, if you're dating someone, would you really want to go out with someone that has like a massively high number? That might then come into effect. But like you say, at the same time, it's not like that's a commonly held view. Like that's just going to be your personal choice. Whereas I do feel like... I don't know about commonly held view. But it is seen a lot more as like a negative on... A girl, I don't know.
1: <sighs> yeah, no, it's completely true. And like I said, as long as like, I, I mean, I could understand like you wanting to know how many people your partner slept with or that type of thing. But I think as long as it, you know, it's all consensual. It's all safe. Hmm. Uh, and you know, you, you, you're all healthy and things like that. Yeah in that respect then it shouldn't really matter and mm-hmm. that's regardless if you're a boy or a girl just in general
0: yeah,
1: um, it shouldn't really matter how many people you suffer with. but it is a very it, the, the show hits really hard in the fact that it's it's like a constant theme throughout the show it's something that she mentions in every single episode and there are things done to um, to reinforce that like, creating that list, which is really horrible, mm. um, is another thing that really bugged me because I think they mentioned it in the show as well, girls wouldn't really do that to boys. Mm. Um, you, we, um, I'm not saying that girls wouldn't talk about boys when they're together,
0: mm.
1: but they wouldn't actually write out a list and spread it around the whole school.
0: Yeah, and, but I also feel like I I found that quite interesting in terms of, like, I've spoken a couple of times, especially at work, i found this weird, with, um, we've spoken about um, things like catcalling. Um, so, like, when, predominantly, when, like, a male will... Um, usually say potentially something positive to a female, but it's said in a certain way that then makes it a non-positive and can come off and be perceived as quite aggressive and predatorial and rude um, and definitely very inappropriate. However, um, not everyone um, sees it in that way. And we actually have female members of staff who don't mind this behaviour, Um, Which, again, I can respect. Everyone's got different views. However, um, I think it's important, again, that that behaviour is discussed um, and not just accepted or ignored. um, Because I always think of, like... Oh, one of my issues is like my my self-worth or self-perception is really low so i'll always think of stuff from the other person's point of view um yeah. so for me i'm like yeah okay there's a chance of like that person really really appreciates that you've said their bum is lovely however i think there's also the very real possibility that they um don't want your attention are um afraid of your attention um and are worried of what that might mean. And I think that's quite an interesting topic that this show brings up, that saying, like, in her story, um, it's not a positive that they say, oh, she's got a great ass." It actually becomes a negative because it then draws attention to her um, and it normalises or accepts or says that behaviour towards her that is sexually predatory I don't know if I've made that up um, is acceptable um, because she's been put on that list Um, and I think sometimes that's the thing that again being stereotypical against my own gender is that isn't generally thought of by males we don't see that downside of actually I've just said something really positive about you so I don't know what your issue is Um, rather than like oh I've now put a target on your back sort of thing
1: yeah, no. I think I think it's remembering that everybody will uh, everybody responds differently to different things, and um, some people might not have cared about that list. Mm. Um, other people would have really cared about that list, and I think it's in this instance. I think it's worth remembering that it, it's set in an American school. Yeah. Um, because I think that will have an effect on the reactions as well. Um, but I think in general it's just to be more aware, and people will have different views and different ex- exceptions. Some people, a woman might, a situation might be um, dealt with differently by two by two women. One woman might not feel too bad after being mm. catcalled, mm. for example, whereas uh, another woman might feel very violated by it. Yeah, Both are completely valid mm. um, ways to react. Um, there's nothing wrong with either of them, and it's about acknowledging that um, and making people aware of that. Mm. There's not one... I think the shoulder is a really great thing of showing that there's not one way to deal with the situation, yeah, and not everybody deals with things the same way, and that's okay
0: mm. I'm gonna disagree with one thing there i don't, I don't think it makes any difference if it's in America or here okay i, I yeah I just don't i uh,
1: the 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 actual act does not what I was trying to say was um uh, I think. I think lists like that don't very wouldn't really get made in a, in a British school, for example
0: oh, I reckon they would I reckon they would okay very i may uh, maybe they wouldn't be um my my only view stereotypically again is that they wouldn't be written quite as clearly or as neatly as that <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think you'd generally have one or two categories max. Um, And then there'd be a list of people. Um, I think the actual idea that something like that would happen, um, I think you would get at secondary school and at college. Um, But I
1: don't think it would be on the same level. I uh, don't know. What I'm trying to say is that it wouldn't be passed around the entire school. It might be passed around your class and your year group. but that's that's a small thing to disagree on yeah yeah Yeah.
0: um no but i like it it gives us we've agreed on most stuff so we've got to disagree on something (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i've got two things left um (laughs) the arguably happy ending um at the end of the season where clay and sky go off like awesome the basically the whole show has acted or impacted on him so that he does reach out to someone that he knows has her own struggles and he actually kind of gives her time and attention um that's great that's really cool um I kind of dislike it in terms of oh someone has to die before you do that um and also that it feels like it is trying to pin a happy ending on the end of the story after going to the whole effort of showing us the not necessarily the negative stuff, but the fallout um, from someone taking their own life, that then we have all of the offspring of the different effects and the way people react to that. But then at the very end of it, actually, everyone's all happy. Um,
1: Yeah, I struggled with that as well.
0: um, Um. Again, for me, like, if I really think about it I can read into the other stories that we've already mentioned the fact that actually you've probably got Alex that essentially has taken his own life I kind of think the story is hinting at Justin doing that as well um, and serious um, lifestyle and health issues for the counsellor as well Um, and you still end with um, Jess being a a victim of rape and still having having to deal with that yeah the the drink problem slightly although she has kind of a clear out um so that stuff's all there so i'm kind of okay with it it's not a happy cheesy ending um but i don't know again i i i feel like i quite like it because they're not giving you that simple hand fed um answer you do have to think about it a little bit Um, which is the only reason why I don't get too hung up on the happy ending because I feel like there is quite a lot of arguably negative stuff that's going on there and you, by being a a slightly intelligent person, can recognise that Um, and just because it's not like the last image you're given, um, you do recognise actually when this finishes, yes, okay, so that one guy has spoken to that one girl but there's all this other stuff that's going on that is actually really bad.
1: But do you think you know that because of our interest in, like, our knowledge of mental health and
0: Um, the think No, I I think that's my thought process because that's what the show has hinted at um, and the the way the characters have evolved the show content um, and just generally being quite invested in it. Um, like we said we watch, we watched the season quite intensely we didn't yep. watch it like one episode a week um, no. so when it finishes you don't just stop it's not like oh that's it whereas if you watched it like one episode a week for so long you kind of get like well when it finishes it doesn't really finish because it, each time you watch it you're only watching one episode a week so it's a whole nother week before it's really finished for you because that's when your habit finishes this is a bit weird um whereas for us we watched it so intensely that it th- it doesn't finish when it finishes because you're still in it you haven't you don't have a break because you're watching it so intensely that you carry on the story a little bit more I don't know does this sound really weird
1: <laughs> no I, guess, I, I, I understand why you're coming from and that is probably why they chose to end it the way they did I just so think that the the final episode was very intense yeah very graphic. I think it kind of needed
0: that those people that want those people that want the, yeah, that I want the happy do. ending I, I
1: wasn't a huge fan of the ending um I, in the way like they left in the car yeah like, I, I would have liked to I like the fact that Clay reached out to the sky yeah um I think they could have done that a little bit differently mm. um, in the way but I am glad they did that.
0: I think it was a case of here's the happy ending for those people that want it and um, for those of you that want to see a deeper meaning there are those other things going on but you have to sort of remember that or think about that yourself. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm choosing to view it um, because I I kind of feel like that's how it's intended. Um, But yeah, that's just how, yeah, that's how I've interpreted it. All Um, And then my last one is a bit of a a mush together. Um, So it's one of the things that um, I feel like is kind of maybe touched on through the season, not too much, but it's there. Um, And then it's specifically mentioned, I think twice in the writer's episode. Um, where they're talking about suicide because for them that's obviously the main point of the show I guess but I think this is also really relevant for rape and for bullying Um, and they say um, so suicide is an uncomfortable um, topic um, but it does happen Um, so we have to talk about it which is true but I feel like by saying you have to talk about it that's arguable however then that's followed up with um, like it's dangerous not to talk about it and I think that's the more important thing um when people have spoken about and we've spoken about the things that we like or dislike about the program and it's not it is a program so it is about views and ratings and whatever but I feel like it's more than that and that's why you do have the difficult scenes obviously they are specifically talking about the suicide scene but I think also the rape scenes and maybe for people that are affected by it some of those bullying scenes as well um and I think, like we said, we, you have to acknowledge why it's not based on a true life or real life story. All of these things individually will have happened to different people. There's nothing in there that I feel is unrealistic.
1: No, um, these, that's what Gary things,
0: loves. these things do happen. And I'm not like, oh, I can kick a football into a bin a mile away. It's not like it's possible. No, like this happens and it happens. Yep depending on your terminology it happens a lot um and so it is really important that it's spoken about not just to talk about it and to share views um but because the more we don't talk about it or we hide away from it the more that increases the the stigma the loneliness and everyone not just those people that are affected by it but everyone's inability to talk about um topics like rape bullying uh, and self-harm.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think we both touched upon it at some point mm. whilst we've been talking. As difficult as it was to watch in some areas, um, we are glad that we watched it. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And we are glad that it's out there mm. for people to see to gain conversation from.
0: Yeah, and I think we've both said... Oh, it's so annoying that we agree so much. <laughs> um, we've both said that we both, although we don't like the terminology, we both like the programme, but we wouldn't recommend it to people. Um, and I think that's that's not because it's a bad show, but it's because we recognise maybe this is the bit where it does come in that we are more invested in um, or involved in mental health as a topic. Um is That we wouldn't recommend it, um, and that's not because we don't like the program, it's because we're aware of the content and the effect that it will have on certain people. Yeah, um, really. so uh, yeah,
1: I don't know. I completely agree with you, and I think, um, and I think it's hard to judge really because I think. Like, I wouldn't mind talking to people about the programme. I wouldn't mind, like, you know, we're, we've been talking for nearly two hours about this now. I
0: know, so much for the, like, the 45 to 60 minute.
1: <laughs> no, great. You can, you can uh, do it in, like, two parts or something.
0: No, that's like. editing. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, no, I think yeah. it's... Uh... <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, like you said, I'd I would be more than happy. I've in, like I've enjoyed this. I've enjoyed talking about it. Like it, um, it is essentially what the program's about. Um, and I think for us, it's recognizing it's not going to be everyone's thing. But again, that's okay. Um, that's okay. And some people will be more than happy to talk about the like the topics that we've talked about, um, but they just don't want to visually see those things. Um, and that's completely okay as well and i think that's yes. again what it feeds into that idea that um a show like that getting the coverage that it has doesn't necessarily require everyone to view it um it raises the topics it raises the discussion around that i'm sure there's other stuff in there but for me like it's kind of rape bullying and self harm it raises those topics um it makes us talk about it it encourages that it maybe not in the program but because of the program, um, it flags up um, support networks and provision that's available, and um, that can never be a bad thing.
1: No, definitely, it's you know I'm, I'm glad that it's yeah I'm glad that it's out there, and I'm glad it is creating this big discussion. However, shape of or form, whether you watch the show or not, people are talking about it. People know it's out there.
0: Mm which is really cool
1: that's really yeah and i think it shows that there is a need for it Mm. and that people are willing to talk about it and people are wanting to know more wanting to know how they can help and that can only be a good thing
0: that's awesome um any final thoughts from you
1: no i just wanted to say um Thank you very much for having me on the podcast again.
0: Oh, that's okay. Thanks for coming on. Like it's a, <laughs> it's a cool topic to kind of get into because, like we've said, I think we both, um, we both appreciate like being able to talk about um, about mental health and, and about the topics that are going on in that program. And mm-hmm. although we have agreed on like ninety five percent of the stuff, um, like we're quite open in that we don't feel like we need or have to agree on everything. Um, and I think like we said, that's, that's what the show is about. That's what I enjoy. I think it's what you enjoy as well. Like being able to have that discussion with, um, people that might have different views and kind of feeding off of that. So, um, it's been really cool. Um, if people want to find out a little bit more about you or from you, where can they go?
1: Um, you can find me at bumblings of Nafi on Twitter and Instagram. And I have a website with that name as well. Um, I talk a lot about um, beauty, fashion, mental health as well. Um, I also have a YouTube video and I just talked about uh, things that I wish I knew as a teenager. And that talks about things like bullying and stuff like that. So if you're wanting to know more about that, you can check it out there. Oh,
0: that's cool. I don't, I haven't, I don't think I've seen this one. I think, no, I haven't. It's the, I think there's two people. There's yourself and one other person that have done is yours as a teenager or as a 15 year old I've seen one that's as a 15 year old
1: teenager
0: yeah I think there's yours and one other person's that I need to watch um yeah the other person's was specifically 15 which I thought was kind of weird (laughs) and I wondered if that was like so it is on a like a different tag um so it's not like uh because i've seen ones that are 16 which i guess was like oh because you're leaving school sort of age yeah. um so i wondered if that's why theirs was 15 just to be on a different tag um cool Actually, okay, okay. this wasn't a particularly a tag it was just somebody
1: did the video and i really inspired me to do my own oh, version of it
0: that's cool yeah <laughs> Tag me, tag me, tag me. Um, I will. Cool. Okay. Uh it is getting late, so I might edit tomorrow now. Because I've got to get <laughs> up. Um but yeah, thank you very much for for coming on and thank you very much to you guys for listening into um, the podcast. Um all of the stuff is over on Twitter. There's some stuff on Facebook, the website's uh com, so you can go there and check out um, all of the previous episodes uh of the podcast with the i think the 30 most recent or something like that are available on Acast and on itunes um but there's all of the back issues on the website as well so thank you very much for listening um final words i feel like you're gonna jump in there with something
1: no actually that's really exciting <laughs> but you can like
0: listen to them on other things. Yeah, channels. well, I only just like I I went and double checked the other day, and I was like, whoa, 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 where's like the stuff before episode or whatever? And I don't know if I've got it set so it doesn't feed like all of the information, or I don't know because I'm using like all free services um, for the podcast, so it's possibly because it won't hold all of that. Um, so that's why I've put on the website like the a link to all of the individual audio files, so you can go back and um still listen to the older episodes especially where i have the like um when people come on for the first time and we do like the discussion with um, yeah i didn't want to like lose those because they're such cool episodes yeah. um and especially like for some people that only come on once or twice like that's the whole time they're on so i don't want to lose those Ooh. um but yeah so thank you very much for listening uh please do go and check out our stuff uh <laughs> And I'd, I have noticed, this is my little thing from YouTube. I never say like subscribe or anything like that. Um, but I think on Acast and I know on iTunes, you can subscribe, um, which means that the podcast can be downloaded automatically. So you don't have to worry about like my Twitter posts as to like, oh, there's a new episode up, blah, 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 blah. So if you do click subscribe on whatever version you're listening to or go over to the website, um, all of this stuff will be there. So thank you very much for listening. And please do remember you're not alone out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And if you ever needed somebody to talk to, reach out to us. We're always here to talk.
0: So thank you very much for listening to that episode. And just a reminder, if you were... Affected um, by anything in this episode or by the TV show 13 Reasons Why. Um, In the UK and Ireland, we do have Samaritans which are available anytime, 24 hours a day on the free phone number which is 116123. And I did double check that UK, UK, that US uh, phone number which I'm just going to do again quickly. And in the US, you have the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. uh, And the phone number there is, again, it's free, confidential, uh, is 1-800-273-8255. You can obviously reach out online as well. There's lots of different support. Uh, Predominantly, as I know, in the UK, we have Samaritans, we have Mind, Rethink Mental Illness. Uh, There's lots of different support out there and available and obviously you've got friends family um peers that are around you as well um as any kind of professional services and support that you may seek out as well thank you very much for listening to this episode i hope you've enjoyed it um i hope it has along with the tv show promoted conversation and discussion around mental health um, but also the other topics that are featured Uh, within this show 13 reasons why which is really difficult to say continuously Um, so thank you very much for listening i hope you've enjoyed the episode Um, please do be safe out there please remember you are not alone thank you